Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, the only thing that we really have to talk about is the Braves, once again. Um, Braves had a two and three week, which doesn't sound great, but uh, when you take in the teams that they played against this week, it really isn't that bad. They played the New York Yankees, who were the hottest team in baseball, along with the Braves when they played them, and the San Francisco Giants, who are the best team in baseball, at least by record. So we'll get into the results right now. And the week started on Monday at home against the Bronx Bombers. Huascar Enoa against Jordan Montgomery of the New York Yankees. And the scoring got started in the second by former Braves killer, and I guess he still is a Braves killer, Giancarlo Stanton, formerly of the Miami Marlins, hits a solo shot in the second to get the scoring started, one to nothing. But in the bottom, Dansby Swanson responds with a homer of his own to tie the game at one. But unfortunately, that would be it for the Braves scoring in this one. Stanton has a double to make it three to one in the sixth. And then Gary Sanchez delivers the dagger in the eighth with a two-run single. And the Yankees win game one, five to one. We move on to game two, which was a lot more exciting. This game started off with guess who? Dansby Swanson again in the first inning, a two-run double to make it two to nothing. But oh boy, there goes that man again, Giancarlo Stanton. He responds with a homer again to make it two to one, an absolute rocket off of Charlie Morton. In the fourth, Gary Sanchez, he does it again. He ties the game on a single that scores Aaron Judge. And then in the fifth, DJ LeMayhew hits a two-run shot. It is four to two Yankees. But then the Braves do get a run back. Probably should have gotten two, but they get one back on an Austin Riley single. Freddie tried to come around and score at home, but was called out. The Braves challenged it. And looking at the review, it looked like Freddie was safe. But for some reason, he was still called out after replay. The Braves do get a run back. It is four to three. But in the seventh, Hultnet Odor hits a solo shot to the chop house to get the run back, and it's five to three Yankees. And we move on to the bottom of the ninth. And things got really hairy for the Yankees closer, Aroldis Chapman. He was walking put guys all over the place, gave up two hits, sweating profusely everywhere, sweat just dripping through his entire brim of his ball cap. He has to leave the game, doesn't get to finish the save. He walks in Jorge Soler to make it a 5-4 to four game, and that brings up Freddie Freeman, two outs, bases loaded, one run game. And he has a great at bat, but he flies out just shy of the warning track to Joey Gallo against Wandy Peralta. And the Yankees hang on to win game two, five to four. And the Braves get swept in a two game set against the Yankees as they continue their long win streak, which I believe was 11 games after that. I think it reached 13 games. So the Yankees were scalding hot coming into Atlanta and they continued their torrid pace. So, we'll move on. The Braves had two off days in between these games, between these series, which is very odd. We will move on to Friday night against the San Francisco Giants, the best record in baseball coming into Atlanta. 
and the Giants got off to an early, early lead in the first. Buster Posey hits a two-run shot, barely snuck into the chop house off of Maximum Freed. But then in the second, Kevin Gossman, the pitcher, tries to lay a bunt down, and Darno throws it into the outfield, trying to get the runner at third. Another run scores, and it's three to nothing. That was right after a 30-minute rain delay that happened during the first inning. So, yeah, 3-0 Giants. Bottom of the second, Adam Duvall gets a run back on a solo shot, his 28th homer of the year. And then in the third, Austin Riley has an RBI single and is 3-2. But former Brave Tommy LaStella comes up in the fourth, and he hits a RBI double to make it 4-2. So we move on to the seventh, and this is where the rally starts. Ozzy Albies has a RBI double that scores Jock Peterson to make it 4-3. And then Jorge Soler, on the first pitch he sees, hits a three-run homer in the seventh to make it 6-4. Biggest hit so far for him as a Brave and a huge, huge boost heading into the late game. And we move on to the ninth. Will Smith coming in to slam the door, but he gives up a homer to Wilmer Flores. Good thing it was only a solo shot, and it's only 6-5. to five. He gets his second out. Tommy LaStella is at the plate, and he throws a fastball right down the middle. LaStella cranks it deep into right, but Jock Peterson makes an incredible play to end the game. A nice jumping catch, hitting the wall. Doesn't really get better than that to end it. He bails out Will Smith, and the Braves take Game 1 6-5 against the best team in baseball. We'll move on to Game 2, which was a lot less fun because the Braves got shut out. They lost 5-0. Tommy LaStella homered. Tommy LaStella had a sack fly. Jastrzemski homered. Jastrzemski doubled. The Braves just kind of got dominated in this one, especially pitching-wise. Logan Webb had an excellent performance for the Giants. He went seven innings pitched, zero earned runs with six punch-outs. Um, but not a bad performance by Enoa either. He went six innings pitched, just two earned runs. So really not bad for him either. Um, but we will move on to game three now. This one was a big one for the Braves because if they lose this series to the Giants and they have a one-and-four week, even playing as good teams, that's pretty rough, especially when you're trying to trying to take the division trying to get some uh, distance in between you and the Phillies. Um, so this would have been a tough one if they lost it, but they did not. They blew out the Giants 9 to nothing. The scoring didn't get started for a little bit. Uh, didn't get their first run into since until the bottom of the fourth inning when Jorge Soler hit a homer. But that really wasn't the story in this one. The story was Ian Anderson, who came back from the IL, and he was excellent. 5.2 innings pitched, zero earned runs, just two walks. Didn't strike out anybody, which is a, a bit odd, um, but it's whatever. He still had to give up zero runs, only two walks. Really good outing, especially coming off the IL. He's been on the IL for about six weeks. But he was an important part, and another important part of this game was the debut of Eddie Rosario. He got his first start with the Braves. He did come in for a pinch hit appearance, I believe, on Friday night. Um, but he flew out, I think. But in this game, he had two hits, including a triple that scored two runs. So he was really solid in this one. Uh, the triple put them up five to nothing. A huge hit for him. Um, Soler homered. Austin Riley homered. Freddie had an RBI single. Ozzy hit a homer. 
uh, to make it nine to nothing that really just put things over the top. And yeah, just a really, really big, big um, win, especially going in on the road to play the Dodgers tonight, in which I'll get into our uh, schedule coming up here shortly. But yeah, huge series win, especially after dropping two in a row to the Yanks. Um, you really can't overstate it, especially with a team like the Giants. Uh, best record in baseball. I know they're not probably not considered the best team in baseball, but uh, yeah, they they do have the best record for a reason. They have a really solid team, and they will be in October hopefully with the Braves. So, like I like I mentioned earlier, Eddie Rosario and um, Ian Anderson made their returns and debuts respectively. Um, and there is a bit of transaction news. Uh, when Rosario got activated from AAA, the Braves did have to DFA Abraham Almonte, who had been a really solid bench piece for them all year. Um, I haven't checked yet, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he had been picked up now because he is definitely not bad. He, it was just, um, he didn't get cut because he was not doing his job. We'll just say that. It was just roster crunch. Um, there wasn't really another option of who could go to bring in Rosario. So... Um, and not, Abraham did a good job this year. Um, hopefully he can find another team, maybe a contender that he can stick with and uh, be an off-the-bench guy for them because he was really solid for the Braves. He had some good pop at times. He drew a lot of walks. Definitely a solid bench option. So thank you, Abraham, for your service. And then they had the option to Edgar Santana to uh, Gwinnett for Ian Anderson being activated. So I thought they probably should just cut Josh Tomlin loose but uh, they decided to send Edgar to AAA, which he's been fine this year. He's not great. He's not a high leverage guy or anything, but I think he's definitely better than Josh Tomlin. So I would just cut Tomlin loose because he is awful, and I mean awful, uh, this point in his career. So we'll look ahead to our schedule for the week, and it is uh, it's pretty tough, honestly. Uh, Braves have a game in all seven days. This is a West Coast trip, so all the games will have later start dates especially these games in uh, the Western time zone against the Dodgers. All games start at 10-10. Then you get to the Mountain time zone. We play the Rockies, and they're all 8:40 starts except for Sunday, which is a 3:10 start. But, yeah, that's the schedule this week. Three against the Dodgers in L.A. and four against the Rockies in Colorado. Um, everybody knows the Dodgers are really good, and playing Dodgers in Dodger Stadium is going to be tough. But, uh, yeah, you got to do it. you got to do it, and you got to get a couple of wins here. Um, at least one you can't get swept because I remember the last time the Braves played in Dodger Stadium 2019, they got swept. So you need to do something in this one. And then uh, four in Colorado, you might think, well, the Braves are playing the Rockies. It's going to be a cakewalk, not when you're playing them at Coors Field. Um, they have a, one of the best home records in baseball. So it will be a tough four-game set for the Braves. But, you know, you can you – can, the Rockies have a good home record, but they're still not a great team. So you could still definitely go in there and get three out of four if you really, really put put your minds to it. I'd say that. Um, so, yeah, definitely not out of the, the range of possibilities, the Braves having a winning series in Colorado. But, yeah, seven-game week. You know, if Braves can go four and three this week, that's perfectly fine. Um, we'd love them to go, like, five and two. But uh, that's that'd be asking maybe for a bit much. But I'll take a four and three week right here against the Dodgers and the Rockies. So hopefully by the time I'm talking to you next week, the Braves have like a four and three week or like five and two, maybe six and one. Maybe they go seven and up. Maybe they go zero oh and seven. Maybe they just completely blow everything they've worked hard for and just blow this division lead to the Phillies. Maybe they do that. I don't know.
Hopefully not, though. Hopefully they go 4-3 and because that's what they're going to do. All right. And that's going to be it for this episode. A very short episode. Not a lot to talk about at this point in the sports calendar year because it's really just the Braves and the Falcons are playing a bunch of preseason games. And I really just don't care. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, when the Falcons start playing um, meaningful football, we'll be talking. Um, next week is college football, so I'll be talking a little bit of college football next episode for sure. Um, here, here's some Kyle Pitts news for the Falcons. Falcons news right here. Kyle Pitts did play in the preseason game last night. The Falcons lost to the Browns, but Kyle Pitts did play and caught passes from Felipe Franks. So there's your Falcons news for the episode. A lot more of that to come, though, because the Falcons will be playing real football games soon. Uh, the Hawks will be back soon. Uh, when we get to October, it's going to be a loaded podcast because the Braves are going to be in the playoffs, hopefully. Falcons will be in full swing. Hawks will be back. College football will be in full swing. So it'll be it'll be pretty nice. A lot to talk about. Unlike this episode where it's literally I got to talk about Eddie Rosario for uh, most of the episode. Bless his heart. I love Eddie Rosario. But uh, not a lot to talk about there. Just the Braves. Um, so, yeah, next week we'll have more to talk about. But um, if you made it this far listening, I thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you.